Welcome to Blackhawks Live with Chris Bowden and myself, Joe Brand, here on 720 WGN. Quite a weekend for the Chicago Blackhawks as they take two out of three out east. A couple of big wins against the Washington Capitals and the New York Islanders and uh, a rough loss to the New York Rangers, but just some sustained progression from this team, some full-on 60 minutes, and uh, quite the performance from the goaltender, Marc-Andre Fleury, Chris. Yep. Uh, we're at uh, 499-899 going into yeah. Uh, going into tomorrow night, so it could be an historic night at the United Center. And uh, it wasn't his first NHL victory, but it was his first NHL shutout. Marc-Andre Fleury took place in uh, 2003 at the United Center against the Blackhawks. So uh, I think he had one career win under his belt. It was early on in his rookie year. And uh, his former coach will be on to uh, discuss a little bit more about Marc-Andre Fleury, as well as other things Blackhawks coming up in the second half hour tonight. Yeah, absolutely. We got Eddie Olchek joining us after the 7th. 30 news. We'll talk about Marc Andre Fleury becoming the uh, third NHL goalie ever to wrap up 500 victories. Hopefully, it can happen at the United Center. Again, the Hawks hosting the New York Rangers on Tuesday at 7 30 puck drop. We'll start the pregame at 7 o'clock, but please, if you can, head on out to the Madhouse on Madison to watch some history. Honestly, you know, Nick Olchek was uh, breaking it down a little bit more severely than I kind of anticipated on Sunday because that's a pretty big feat. I, I mean, it's, mm. it's, you get your Patrick Canes and uh, Brent Seabrooks playing in a thousand games, and it's really cool to be in the arena for something like that. But only one out of three guys on the earth to win 500 games, and one of them is probably going to do it in a Blackhawks uniform. Yeah, uh, he'll go into the Hall of Fame just like Marty Brodeur and uh, Patrick Waugh, the other goaltenders who have uh, who have uh, reached those totals. I meant to look up earlier today at what game each of those won their 500th, uh, what career game that they did, uh, see if they got it any sooner than Marc-Andre Fleury can potentially do that. But you know what? Uh, when you look in coinciding with with the coaching change as well, you think that Marc-Andre Fleury started out this season at 1-7. and seven. He is now 6-2 and two over his last eight games. And over that period of time, uh, has a 944 save percentage, 14 goals against in the last eight games, and uh, just 12 of those five on five. There have been extra attackers in the right. power play goal as, as well. So when you think about that, just 12 five on five goals in the last eight games. And, you know, he's gotten his numbers back up to uh, the the ones that uh, hockey fans are much more familiar with when it comes to his career. After just, He turned 37, what, last week, I think, uh, one day last week, yes, just yes. recently. And 3-0 and in the shootout so far, 2-0 and on this road trip. He stopped all eight shots he's seen in shootouts so far this season. So, uh, yeah, really nice to see him uh, finding his groove. But there are some other factors as well. His job has gotten a little bit easier with the way the Hawks have been playing in front of him. It hasn't been perfect. We saw stretches last night where it got a little scary mm-hmm. down in the Blackhawks' end. And uh, there are going to be stretches each and every game. But they have shortened that leash, shortened those periods of time uh, here since Derek King has taken over where... Uh, they have their scrambly moments, but they're they're fewer and farther between, too. Yeah, the defense has been the main improvement since Derek King has taken over, and the goaltenders have been doing their fair share. That is a big reason why the defense has improved, but it's also kind of hand-in-hand. I mean, there's not as many two-on-one breakaways by the other team. The Hawks are cleaning up their neutral zone defensive makeup and just not allowing those opportunities from the other team. Uh, also want to point out the Hawks are 5-0 and in overtime or a shootout under Derek King. And uh, something we talked about also on one of the broadcasts about 
how Derek King is kind of, I don't want to say revolutionizing, but changing the way that he is uh, orchestrating who goes on the ice for overtime. And Mark Lazarus did a really good job of exposing this on The Athletic. Uh, you know, sending out Seth Jones, Patrick Kane, and Alex Dabrinkit. The, no one's a center there, so no one's taking. Why don't we just let Seth Jones take the take the center? Uh, you know, I, I I wouldn't disagree with that. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna be that unique and be that, uh, he's gonna play thirty minutes a game too. <laughs> you might as well. Yeah, why don't you stick the goalie pads on him too and put him in between the pipes? Uh, as always, we're giving away a Boykey's prize pack from our friends over at Boykey's. Again, check out Boykey's.com. B O I K E Y S dot com. It's Biltong. It's not beef jerky. It's a healthier substitution for beef jerky, but it's a lot like it. It's only better and uh our i believe our winning prize pack is going to go to steve in orland park steve uh welcome to wgn radio what's your uh favorite thing about the hawks right now as they're starting to turn things around steve you there all right steve is uh taking a nap right now apparently he doesn't want that bill tongue that much (laughs) i think we already gave it to him regardless of whether we hear him (laughs) or not um but yeah also you know you were talking about let's see and while we wait to see if we get steve back up here uh, you were talking about the the improved defense and it's been necessary in order to have the record record success that the blackhawks have what i mean by that eight and four under Derek king because quite frankly you know this team is scoring just 2.13 goals per game for whatever reason, the offense isn't there. We've touched on it for the last couple of weeks about needing Taves and needing Kubalik, who finally scored a power play goal the other night, needing Doc uh, and those guys to step up their offensive game. It still hasn't happened yet, and we're not pinning it strictly on those guys because, you know, obviously you'd like to see a little bit more offense generated out of the blue line as well. The Blackhawks don't have as many of those type of players uh, among their defensemen right now, but they're 30th in the league in goals per game. I really wasn't expecting that going into the season, but here they are. They've scored two or fewer, 16 out of the, uh, what have they played right now, 24 games? And uh, they've scored three or fewer, 22 out of 24 games. So the offense isn't there, and it's been kind of a different MO and different formula for success that has kind of morphed into who these Blackhawks are. So improved defense and goaltending has been necessary for them to stay in games because the offense just hasn't been there and the the power play has dried up since the first nine or ten games, too. The Hawks' defense isn't the only thing that's improved. I believe my uh, expertise on the soundboard has improved, too, because that's why we couldn't hear Steve from Orland Park earlier. Steve, I'm sorry. That's my fault. That's not our producer, Ben Anderson's fault. Two minutes. Joe (laughs) Brand to the Uh, box. Welcome to Blackhawks Live. What are you most impressed by this team right now? Uh, right now, it's their head coach, and I, I'm a big Hawk fan forever. I love to listen to the game on the radio, and when you guys couldn't hear me, I was getting so crazy over here because <laughs> this is the first for me, and what a Christmas gift. Thank you so much. Hey, no problem. Wow, I, I'm glad you were able to hang on at all that enthusiasm after the first time we didn't have you on. Uh, uh, who, uh, who, who was your, your favorite player growing up? Uh, growing up, uh, probably uh, Bobby Hall. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's an easy choice. All right, Steve, do you know what Biltong is? No. Okay. Well, and, and that's, <laughs> you're going to find out. That's totally fine because you know we've got this new uh, partnership with Boykies, and uh, you know they're trying to spread the word on what Biltong is. Again, it's it's like beef jerky, but it's not. It's a little healthier for you. It's gluten free, uh, but it, it tastes like beef jerky, and it's some fantastic stuff. So we're giving you a Boykies prize pack. You'll get a couple packs of uh, Biltong and a hat. How does that sound? Oh, my family loves beef jerky, and this is even healthier. It's a wonderful gift. We all love it and want to say thank you to the Blackhawks. 
All right, Steve. Well, thank thank you very much. You have a good holiday. Thanks for checking in, Steve. Up the great work. You guys do the same. Go Hawks. All right. All right. That's Steve from Orland Park here on Blackhawks Live. Hey, don't forget to change your life today. That's a powerful message, one that the Joint Relief Institute works hard to help make happen for hundreds of patients every day. But it would change your life if you could walk and move around pain-free. There's enough weighing on people's minds these days. Don't let joint pain weigh your body down. The Joint Relief Institute in Orland Park, Oak Brook, and now Northbrook uses sophisticated state-of-the-art digital imaging to see precisely where your tissue has deteriorated and then they put a joint lubricant into that exact spot it's fast painless and non-surgical it's like putting a pillow in there to cushion your every step your insurance provider or medicare almost surely will pay for it and their insurance specialist will make sure you get the maximum coverage so why not change your life today by making it pain-free go to jointreliefinstitute.com in orland park oak brook and now northbrook same number for all three locations make your appointment today call 708-888-0000 as in zero pain another big thanks to steve from orland park for winning our boykies prize pack don't forget to check out boykies.com that's b-o-i-k-e-y-s.com we're going to take a break we'll come back a little bit more talk more hawks mark andre fleury going for his 500th win an impressive road trip for this team and then later on we'll hear from eddie Olchek as well he's chris bowden i'm joe brand this is blackhawks live on 720 wgn Blackhawks live. That's hockey, baby. From the downtown studios of WGN Radio, it's time for Blackhawks Live. Here's Savard coming over the line. Savard threw it in front, taken by Bob Murray to Olchek, right in, he scores! We all have favorite teams when we were growing up, and for me it was the Blackhawks, and I got that chance as an 18-year-old kid, and I played my first game as a Blackhawk, I played my thousandth game as a Blackhawk, and then I played my last game. Everything you need to know about your Chicago Blackhawks. Hawks win! Here's Joe Brand with Chris Bowden. More phenomenal work by Ernie Scatton. We're starting over. We're starting the show over. Here we go. <laughs> we are starting. We got we got all the rust out of the way already. But uh, yeah, Eddie Olchek will be joining us after the news at the bottom of the hour. Really excited to hear what he has to say about his former goaltender. Three Southwest Siders sitting around talking. You're right. Hockey, you know? I forgot about that. Well, you gave him a little shot on your little tweet <laughs> video about his favorite high school. I'm not so sure I'll agree with that. No. That'll be your first question tonight, Teddy. <laughs> well, if, if you want to take a shot at him for uh, your your St. Lawrence Vikings, that's fine, too. You could do that I as well. I didn't go to St. Lawrence. I, I, was, I grew up in Burbank. But I oh, that's right. That's that was right. Luther South. But at least, your two, at least your guys' high schools are still around. Unfortunately, <laughs> not like mine. But uh, true story, uh, when, uh, when Eddie uh, was still... Uh, a youngster still in, well, a high school age, but before that 1984 draft, uh, I went to do a uh, little feature for him for my Columbia College radio station. Okay. Uh, as, as sports director over there, we had a talk show, and uh, I was able to corral Eddie before that 1984 draft because he was a Southwest Sider, and I uh, had to meet him over at Southwest Ice Arena, uh, which is on That's Route 83. Route 83. Crestwood, yes. Met him there for an interview that we aired on the college station. So uh, I'm actually, yeah, a little bit older than Eddie, so uh, and still am. So uh, <laughs> here I am uh, in college interviewing uh, at that uh, high school age, Eddie Elche. And as it turns out, the Blackhawks ended up, uh, you know, we, we, we talked about that during the course of the interview, how much of a dream it would be to be drafted by the Blackhawks growing up as a fan. And uh, 
lo and behold, it happened after the Blackhawks swung a couple of trades, moved up to number three in the draft, and they were get, uh, able to get Eddie. So uh, we go back. We go back a ways, all uh, Southwest Siders. Is know. there any way you you still have footage of any of that? No, no. It no. was just a radio interview. So uh, the old uh, the old tape recorder. And uh, yeah, that's I, I do. Yeah, I do have some stuff from Super Bowl twenty when the Bears won the wow. Super Bowl. Uh, okay. That playoff run on a cassette some on cassettes somewhere. Uh, What's a cassette? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding. Exactly. Um, Just want to get your blood boiling. So I, a almost, bit. I almost uh, I almost hesitate to to put it in a cassette player and hit play because <laughs> the the cassette tape itself is probably all crusty and old. It'll oh, probably uh, snap. But uh, yeah, I got some old stuff uh, back in the archives. Well, that's so. cool. No, we'll definitely have to bring that up. And uh, of course, Eddie's son Nick Olchek has been joining John Weideman filling in for the great Troy Murray, who yeah. was our guest last week. Uh, great to hear from Troy. Um, Nick's been doing a great job. It's really cool to to have two old checks on the broadcast and kind of compare and contrast them too, even though they are very similar. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, Nick's been doing a great job. He's a lot of fun to to hang out with on the air, and he uh, fits in really well with John. And I was talking to him too about it. You know, he he said it's so easy to just fit in with John because he grew up listening to him mm-hmm. so much, and uh, he kind of knows John's nuances and when yeah. to pop in. And <laughs> and then I brought up to him, well, yeah, and John's a very he's a very physical guy in terms of a lot of hand motions, yeah. a lot of hand signals, and even the first time I reported a game at the United Center for the station. It's my first time up there in the booth, and John's calling the action. A goal is scored, and the fans right in front, obviously, you know, the, the season ticket holders, the 319, know he's up there, mm-hmm. and they all turn around and they put their hands up, and John's high fiving them, and the Hawks lead two to one. I, I got chills seeing that. And uh, I, I brought it up to Nick. I'm like, well, you know, he's a very physical guy and everything he knows. And he said that when his dad, Eddie, helped him out. On an Indy Fuel game, because Nick still works there. He's right. a color analyst for the Indy Fuel, the ECHL affiliate of the Hawks. And uh, same thing. You, you kind of see the hand signals, the hand motions. And it's not just in sports. It's in show business, too, where you know you, you try to create the chemistry, but also lead your partner in. And uh, Which actually is funny, because I feel like this whole show, you're like Wilson from Home Improvement right now. you got the computer screen <laughs> yes. from the Halfway. nose down. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, usually it's not like this, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to hide here, uh, but I haven't heard Nick yet. And you said he has two or three more games here coming up this week. Yes, yeah. he's okay. he's going to be uh, with us on Tuesday against the New York Rangers, and then he's going to be on the road trip up in Canada as well. And uh, again, everybody that's filled in for Troy has done a fantastic job. You know, no one can replace Troy, but everyone that has filled in for him has done a, a really good job. And it's it's kind of fun to work with the different personalities and see everyone's strengths and uh, you know just have fun with them. Yeah, I've been impressed by everybody. I, I know I've heard Colby, I've heard uh, I've heard Kaylee as well, um, and. And impressed with with uh, those folks. For some reason, I just haven't heard Nick yet. I, I I know there's a lot of similarities in their cadence and their descriptions and and uh, you know how they talk the game, as you could uh, guess. So I'm gonna have to make a concerted effort tomorrow night or these games, uh, what against Montreal and Toronto, if he's got those two games coming up, to make sure I give a uh, Nick a, a listen as well. Um, but yeah, uh, interesting schedule for the Blackhawks coming up here as they go back on the road after tomorrow night against the Rangers. It's Montreal. It's Toronto. Then they come home uh, a week from tonight to play Calgary, so Blackhawks Live next week is going to be a Tuesday show. But looking at these opponents, we were just we were just talking about how 
you know, goals have been so hard to come by from this team. Uh, and again, they lost 3-2 to the Rangers on Saturday night. The Rangers come back here. Rangers number five in the league in goals against. Toronto, number three in the league in goals against. Calgary, number one right. in the league in goals against. So it's going to take a concerted effort. Montreal, not so much, but uh, uh, three of these next four opponents, top five defensively in the league. So uh, as challenging as it's been for the Blackhawks to come up with some offense, it's going to be even, uh, they're going to have to dig a little bit deeper here coming up this week in these next four games. And it, it almost seems like the timing can work in their favor because obviously we all know the rough start that this team got off. To but you know since the coaching change and now more importantly just this team kind of finding its identity a little bit more and generating some confidence in themselves and Derek's found a, a sport coat too that yes uh, that too you've got the the superstitions involved too that's that's been pretty uh, profitable for this team uh, but no I, I I'm interested to see how this team will respond against some of those heavy hitters that you know they played earlier in the year didn't maybe have as much success against but this is a different team and it's just a matter of you know, if they can play that full 60 minutes, if they can play to their extent and and play what the phrase that's been thrown around a lot, boring hockey, because mm-hmm. that's what's been working out for this team. Yeah, and, and it's it's so unusual because it was a complete 180 over the course of the last four or five years. They would have need to win shootouts down. I'm not talking legitimately two right. shootout, but, but uh, outscoring the other team because of all the uh, defensive issues that they've had. Well, that's starting to shore up a little bit more. And just when you get greedy and think, you know, they're going to put up the same type of offensive numbers that we've come to know over the four or five years here when they've uh, had to outgun opponents, all of a sudden that's gone a little bit dry. So uh, hopefully those those numbers can uh, can inch up. But uh, at least there is some signs of progress here since Derek took over behind the bench. You know, a couple of other NHL teams in the span of the last 24 hours have made the coaching changes when things haven't gone as well as expected there in Vancouver and Philadelphia today. So, um, you know, Know, Bruce Boudreaux gets an opportunity in Vancouver straight out of the TV studios at NHL Network. And uh, if there's one thing Bruce does, it's it's know how to put teams in the playoffs. He's known to turn teams around. Once they get in the playoffs, he hasn't gotten over the hump to win a cup. And uh, in Philadelphia, a guy who's been to the Stanley Cup final a couple times, Elaine Vigneault, uh, time ran out for him. So a guy that uh, Blackhawk fans are familiar with, Mike Yo, who's coached in Minnesota and in St. Louis, he steps in on an interim basis for Philadelphia. We've got plenty more to get to in Eddie Olchek joins us after the news. Let's head over to the WGN Newsroom with Steve Ruxton. Obviously, the Olchek name is one well-known, especially in Chicago and in the hockey world. Has anyone ever butchered your last name up? Do you have any uh, good, silly uh, pronunciations that you've ever gotten on oh, the receiving end? Joe, I don't know where to start, man. <laughs> uh, I'll just give you a couple. Olsizik. We had Olsizik. The best one, I think, is uh, Olsiziki. I mean, I have no <laughs> clue how you get Olsiziki out of Olchek. You know, Olsik, Olsik, right, you know, right. I can understand those, but Olsiziki, I think that's kind of the one that stands out. You can blame my grandpa for that name, and uh, I'd like to buy a vowel when trying to, when trying to spell Olchek. <laughs> we can blame the grandfather, Olchek, but we won't blame Nick's dad, Eddie Olchek, who joins us on Blackhawks Live here on 720 WGN, along with Chris Bowden. I'm Joe Brand. Uh are you are you upset about your last name? Do you, do you need a, an extra vowel in there, Eddie? Well, Joe, it's great to be with you, pal. Appreciate it, Chris. Always great to be with you. Good and, to talk uh, to you. First off, I think uh, my youngest son needs to get some new material. Um, <laughs> so I will just I will just leave it at that. But uh, if he wants to change his name, I mean, he can certainly. Uh, 
go through that process. Uh-oh. I'm not sure how long that will. I'm not sure how long that will take. I'm not sure if that's going to be on a container sitting on the Pacific at some point, <laughs> but uh, it might take a little while. But uh, yeah, Olsaziki was the one that kind of blew me. I'm like Eddie Olsaziki. I'm like, well, oh, that, that, that kind of I could see how they might just you know look at it and go, oh, I'll just give it a shot. But most people just go Eddie Ol. Oh yeah, old check. Yeah, right here. Okay, thanks. <laughs> that's it. So no, I'm 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 good with it. I'm 55 years plus, uh, it's not I'm, it's not going anywhere, and hopefully I'm not going anywhere either. So considering considering over this uh, this uh, worldwide pandemic we've all been been uh, living through, um, two of the uh, the great joys in our family is uh, I become a grandfather uh, two times over during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, my granddaughter Audrey Marie was born last. Last summer on July the seventh, twenty twenty, and then my namesake, uh, another Eddie Olchek, was born into this world on September ninth of twenty one. So uh, there's four Eddie Olcheks out there, and <laughs> the name will the name will continue. So hopefully the twenty thirty nine NHL entry draft, uh, another Eddie Olchek maybe could uh, live out live out the dream of playing uh, hockey for his hometown team someday. Well, that's that's cool. Uh, sticking with the whole <laughs> family atmosphere, uh, I, I mean, I know you and Nick got to be on the same broadcast a couple of weeks ago when Nick was kind of called yeah. in from the bullpen, but now, now you've got a road trip under your belt. I mean, were you guys roommates out east? Or? Yeah, no, then definitely not. Tony <laughs> only agreed to uh, traveling secretary and doing everything for the Blackhawks on the road and making sure everybody gets to where they need to get to. Uh, no, I told Tony, absolutely not. I know things are strapped around the, all the business world. World, but you know what? I know I, I get enough of living with Nick at home here, so we needed separate rooms on the road. And uh, if we did have to get into it, then I think we would need definitely two two remote controls, Joe, for the room. But it's been uh, it was fun. Uh, you know, Nick's uh, really excited, obviously, about the opportunity and trying to follow in the footsteps and sit in that chair and keeping that chair warm for our great friend Troy Murray. And uh, it's been a lot of fun to have him around and uh, introduce him people around the league and you know what have you so it's been it's been fun and had a nice dinner on the road the other night of course nick never reached for his wallet not, not even before uh, you know dessert was even being ordered so we we had a good time and uh great road trip too by the way too yeah two out of three on the road and uh some really a lot of positive things going on for the hawks right now so it was great to great to share the road with nick and uh, looking forward to tomorrow night's game against the rangers one of the uh one of the hotter and better teams in the league will be at the United Center tomorrow night. So we're looking forward to the game and uh, looking forward to the broadcast. Yeah, it was the one team that got the Blackhawks on that road trip, but they yeah. hung hung yeah. tough with them there. And uh, yeah. I, I just want—I know you've talked a little bit on on the on the TV broadcast, but uh, what are you seeing with this team now? Since uh, you know one of, one of the guys you used to go up against back in your playing day, Derek yeah. King, took over behind the bench. I, I know you've you pointed out the middle of the ice has been yeah. much better for the Blackhawks here lately. Yeah, it has. I mean, I, I you know, especially when they don't have the puck, Chris. Um, I think through the neutral zone. I mean, I asked Brandon Hagel that question last night when I got a chance to interview him. Uh, you know, after the first period and after him scoring his eighth goal, and you know, he, I mean, he, he pretty much said like, I mean, we're really not doing anything different. But I, I think the mindset is different. I think the verbiage coming from the coach is way different. And understanding is that we just can't, we just can't chase the puck all the time. And I think they're just, they're, they're just understanding is that, you know, there's a time and a place to, to pressure and there's a time and a place to go. And there's other times to just sit there and live the fight another day. And I mean, I go back to that game Saturday night at the garden in New York against the Rangers and, you know, the Rangers had some territorial play for sure, but I thought, you know, for the most part, 
you know, the Hawks weren't chasing. I mean, that's that's what teams want you to do. If you're going to go board to board and you start getting outside the faceoff dots, uh, all of a sudden the middle of the ice becomes exposed. Yeah, it's going to happen. I mean, they're going to, you know, teams are going to make plays, Chris. But to me, uh, and when I talked to Kinger, you know, the day, you know, the day, you know, the day he took over, you know, I just asked him if he was going to really change much. And, and he said, probably not, you know, right away. But the one thing that stuck out to him from watching the games on TV and respectfully, he said, you know, watching the game on TV is much different than being in the building and getting a sense where everybody is when, you know, the puck's in play. But, you know, he just kind of thought that they just, you know, he used, he used the word chase. And I think they're doing a lot less chasing for sure. They have the puck a lot more now. They're not giving up as many high-quality chances. I mean, look, yeah, they've had a couple of games where, you know, they've given up, you know, a lot of shots. But, I mean, they, they have improved immensely. Uh, and I think the players certainly understand what took place with Jeremy and, and knowing that, hey, look, I mean, the, the puck is on their stick now. The pressure is on them. You know, like they gotta they got to find a way and get it done and, and give them credit. They've, they've come together as a team. Um you know, the goaltending obviously has been, you know, outstanding, you know, led by Marc-Andre Fleury and Kevin Lincoln and playing well when he's had the opportunity. But I just think they're just much more in control protecting the middle of the ice. And, and I think the mindset, Chris, sometimes is, you know what, let's let's just live to fight another day on a shift. Like, mm-hmm. you, know, you don't need to be aggressive all the time. You don't need to follow a guy all around the rink and expose the middle of the ice. So you know, I know there's a lot there, but to me there's no doubt the middle of the ice is way better when they don't have the puck. You've already led into it, but uh, a big opportunity for Marc-Andre Fleury tomorrow if he is in net to pick up his 500th career win. What has impressed you most about your former goaltender? Yeah. Well, I was there on uh, on, on, on his first win, uh, <laughs> you know, way back in 2003. So, I mean, I couldn't be more... I'm not surprised, uh, Joe, uh, knowing Mark Andre Fleury, the hockey player, but more importantly, uh, you know, the the, the man uh, and his ability to be able to, uh, you know, to to, to to be able to get things done in goal, uh, maybe when his team hasn't had his fastball over his career, and he's been so consistent. Uh, but now he has found his game. I think you can just tell, even in that shootout, the last couple of shootouts that we've seen with. The flower, and yeah, in Washington, yeah, they hit a couple of posts. But you know, he's he's been loving his posts lately and showing a little <laughs> bit of love with his posts, and he's always been doing that. I somebody asked me the other day, did he do that? You know, back in '03, I said, look, at, I can't remember two weeks ago, let alone what the <laughs> hell happened back in 2003. But um, yeah, look at, I mean, he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you think about that number, uh, that's just incredible stuff, and it's going to happen. Uh, but he has found his game. I think when he is going, uh, the confidence of the teams that he's played for, and obviously right now, most importantly for the Blackhawks, Joe, um, you just know that, hey, if I do make a mistake or I do take a chance or, you know, the puck takes a bad bounce, is that he's got your back. Mm-hmm. And as a player, and I've lived it and I had it as a coach because I've coached him, is that you just know that that guy's going to bail you out because right now he is, you know, he could stop a BB right now. That That's how zoned in he is, and it's just great to see. But that number is just, I mean, that's magical number. That's a magical number. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's uh, it's a lot of fun to, to be watching him from up top and just seeing the energy that he's playing with. And whenever it happens, it's going to be an incredible milestone. And I think you're going to see a hell of a celebration by uh, by his teammates and uh, by the great Blackhawk fans. And, and hopefully it's tomorrow night, but it's going to happen. And 
but that's uh, that's pretty salty stuff when you look at his career and the number to get to uh, you know to get that incorrect to get to that incredible number. Yeah, and, and even if it doesn't happen tomorrow night, he has an opportunity that on Thursday, he grew up about an hour outside Montreal to, to have, right. have it happen there. Hey, right. I, I, I will ask you to go back to 03, um, because you think about it. Flurry number one overall in 03, Malkin number two yeah. overall in 04, Crosby number one overall yeah. in 05. Back in 03, right. when, when the draft was coming up, and I know you, you guys made a trade with Florida yeah. Um, right. with Fleury in mind, with yeah, Fleury in mind. Yeah, yeah. We, had, we had no goaltending. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I was obviously that was my first. Sebastian Caron and J.S. Aubin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I tried to I tried to play both those guys at the same time when Fleury wasn't around. They wouldn't <laughs> let me in. But uh, you know, being in those meetings and, and and you know, look at we were in a rebuild at that time. The Penguins we blew it up. Um, we we were trying to. You know, we had a five-year plan in, in the offering, and, and we got rid of pretty much every single asset that we had, and we, and we didn't have any goaltending, we didn't have any center icemen, and our goal was through the draft was to build. And like, you know, we moved up in the draft, which was a brilliant move by Craig Patrick, our general manager, and you know, we we all agreed. It was like, look, if you don't have goaltending, you're not, you have no shot to win in the National Hockey League. So we moved up and got the flower, and then the next year it was between Ovechkin and Malkin. And, you know, again, we were rebuilding and, you know, we didn't have a lot of talent and, you know, we ended up, you know, finishing in second, you know, second worst. So, you know, we ended up getting Malkin instead of Ovechkin, but we did get the center iceman that we needed. And then obviously the next year, you know, we won the lottery over Anaheim and and, and we got Sidney Crosby. You know, unfortunately for me, I wasn't able to see the five-year plan through because, you know, shortly after that, the Penguins, you know, ended up winning a Stanley Cup. But to see... You know, to see the kid, and again, I, I refer to I, I refer to the flower, you know, as the kid because he was the kid when he came up, and I still call him the kid, even though he's got kids of himself. So um, it's uh, it's just an amazing run, and yeah, I mean, we we got very lucky, Chris. I mean, that, that's almost like getting Gale Sayers and Dick Buckus in the same draft. Hey, that happened. Sayers way back in the <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Back in the '60s, and that sets you up for you know 10, 15 years, and. The Penguins have obviously reaped the benefits, but as, as I've said for many years, and both uh, my two great partners, the great Pat Foley and the great Doc Emmerich, uh, if you don't get it, that being goaltending, doesn't matter who's standing behind the bench or how good your team is, if you don't get goaltending, you have no shot to win. And obviously the Flower has proven to be you know, one of the great goaltenders all time in the National Hockey League. Man, now I'm just trying to wrap my head around what if the Capitals took Malkin and the Penguins end up with Ovechkin. What type of history is rewritten that way? Then that's that's why. You know, also let me let me say this, Joe, real quick. I know I know we're up against it, but like back in that draft, like it was split up and down pretty much throughout the National Hockey League of who, like if you had the first pick, who would you take? You had the center iceman, right? Like I believe you got to you got to build your teams through the middle of the ice. That's just that's that's Eddie Olchek's mm. opinion or mm-hmm. Eddie Olszewski's opinion. <laughs> like that's that's what you got to do. Like you got to build through the middle of the ice, right? You got to build through the goal, through the D, and then through the middle of the ice. But at that time, like you know, Ovechkin, you know, I think everybody knew he was like I don't know if anybody thought that he was going to have a chance to you know break Gretzky's record down the road. But you know, you knew he was a pure goal scorer and he was a beast, you know, physically and everything else. But Throughout the National Hockey League, it was spit and a split, and I know through our throughout our organization, it was like I mean I want to say it was sixty forty for Ovechkin, but like it, it was pretty darn close. So I look at 
I don't know. I I really don't know. I, my vote would have been, again, full disclosure, my vote would have been if we would have had the first overall pick because we had no centers in the organization. Mm-hmm. I really believe we. Pro- if, if I had the final say, I probably would have taken Malkin because of the importance of the center ice position about winning and, and winning Stanley Cups and or at least trying to you know be competitive and win championships. So, but back then it wasn't it wasn't a slam dunk, you mm-hmm. know. And I think right. look at yeah, obviously right now if you redraft it, I mean there's no you know there's no doubt. Obviously with with Ovi scoring 750 goals or whatever it is, but um, yeah, that, that was that was a hell of a. A hell of a couple of days there, uh, wondering <laughs> if we were going to get the first or uh, second pick, and uh, you know the Penguins did pretty good, that's for sure. Unreal. Well, what if neither of the teams took anybody, and then the Blackhawks end up taking instead of Cam <laughs> Barker? No, we won't go down there at Rabbit Hole. <laughs> Eddie Olszewski, thank you so much for joining us. But tree, no. tree Southwest Siders here talking yeah. hockey. You know. Yeah. You can't beat that. It doesn't get any better than that. Well, you guys keep up the great work. I appreciate you having me, and uh, we'll look forward to uh, seeing you, Joe, uh, tomorrow night at the UC when the Hawks take on the Rangers. Looking forward to the game. should be really entertaining. Great so, catching up. Thanks. Have a great holiday, everybody. Thanks. You too. Thanks, that, thanks, Eddie. That's the great Eddie Olchek gracing us with his time on this, what is it, Monday? Yeah, Monday night on Blackhawks Live. That's, that's wild. Uh, we'll get to that in uh, a little bit. Uh, rewrite history with uh, the Washington Capitals drafting of Evgeny Malkin instead of Ovechkin. And we've got more to get to, too, before we close out Blackhawks Live. You're listening to 720 WGN. All right, John, I just want to pull out one of your quotes in the third period when all that chaos was going, and I tweeted it out, too. Uh-oh. Here comes Doc with a shot from the slot that was blocked. Who's puck taken back? Here's Doc with a shot from the slot that was blocked. <laughs> I got the word wizard sitting to my left. No shot there. I tell you, if you wrote that down and tried to say it five times fast, you wouldn't have been able to. But just because you were in your zone, I think that's why it was able to come out so fluidly. Uh, it kind of reminds me of the, the uh, warm-up exercises we had to do for our broadcasting classes back in the day. <laughs> kind of sounds like you're uh, gunning for an internship with Dr. Seuss. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's what you're missing awesome. out on on Blackhawks Radio. <laughs> That's great, awesome. Great John Wideman. Yeah, uh, just... Tweedle Beetle Battle, or, or <laughs> Fox and Sox. <laughs> it, it was so funny, too, because I just kind of heard it, and I'm like, did, did all that just happen? And I repeated it in my head, and then, yeah. I yeah. would have stumbled on something that probably shouldn't take air with that combination of words. <laughs> well, again, I, I, like I said, if if it's written down and, you're, and it's given to you, hey, say this really right. quickly. No, you're not able to. But he, he just created the sentence <laughs> in real time, and that's why it came out there. Way. The old uh, Ron Burgundy, unique New York. Unique <laughs> yes, New exactly. York. Unique New York. Uh, a couple of things to clean up. It's uh, section 318 in front of the radio booth. I apologize to the season ticket holders from the neighborhood, like our very dear friend Katrina. Uh, there was something else I thought I had to clear up, but uh, we, we were spending the break looking at the 04, 03, 04 draft. And uh, all, all the well, all yeah. the players that are still in, yeah, and and that's it's widely regarded, if not the greatest NHL draft right. ever. One of the when you look at the other first, first of all, Eric Stahl was the second overall pick in that draft. Nathan Horton was third. He didn't last quite as long as guys that are still playing. Listen to this: Jeff Carter, Dustin Brown, Zach Parise, Brent Burns, Ryan Getzloff, Corey Perry, Patrice Bergeron was the second round pick. Brent Seabrook just retired. That 03 draft for the Blackhawks: Seabrook first round, Corey Crawford second. Who was another second round pick? 
was Jeremy Carlton <laughs> in that draft. So his, obviously he ran into some some physical issues during his playing career. Uh, Jimmy Howard, David Backus were second-round picks in that draft. So absolutely unbelievable, led by Marc-Andre Fleury, still going strong and looking for 500 tomorrow night. And then we said uh, the 04 draft, Blake Wheeler just celebrated his 1,000th game. But, uh, yeah, big night tomorrow from the United Center. Marc-Andre Fleury going for his 500th win. Other names, he's Chris Bowden. Our producer tonight was Ben Anderson. I'm Joe Brand. This has been Black Blackhawks Live. We're going to send it to a break and then back to news. You've been listening to 720 WGN.